Hey, yo, and here we go with another episode of We Talk Music on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Moxon, and I have with me, he's the king of the casters and the best booker in the business. Brett, uh, I think there's a little bit uh, of a tingle of excitement in the air for today's show. Well, that is very true. I mean, you know, it's it's not, I mean, oftentimes we have one spectacular guest. Today, we have two spectacular guests, and that's the that's my favorite part. So we're welcoming, she's a singer, a songwriter, healer. There's so much to her music. We have Lauren Monroe on, but as well, we're joined by her husband, who just happens to be one of the most inspirational people. You know, when you call it inspiration, he's like the poster child for it. Def Leppard's drummer, Rick Allen. Uh, Lauren, Rick, how are you? I look great. So nice to be here. Yeah, really good. Thanks for the introduction. Well, we're so happy to have you on the show. And I mean, especially to talk about, like, I mean, one of the things that that here at We Talk Music we love is we love charity and we love charitable organizations. So, I mean, the Raven Drum Foundation, 12 Drummers Drumming, you know, that's the that's the big reason that you're here. Tell us all about it. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> who's going to start? Yeah, 12 drummers drumming. We actually started it uh, last year was the first year that we did it. Uh, I called up some of my uh, drumming uh, friends uh, reluctantly, uh, but uh, but I felt um, just this overwhelming uh, feeling of this, this mutual respect. And uh, everybody I asked said yes. And uh, they... Uh, you know, they all brought these fantastic uh, uh, items to the table, uh, signed items for uh, an auction that uh, that's actually going to be helping uh, veterans and first responders uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, their their plight with uh, with trauma. So uh, yeah, so-, so twelve drummers drumming was born last year, and we continue it on this year. Uh, we have a, an amazing group of drummers that responded to Rick's call to action and that really have big hearts. Um, we started Raven Drum Foundation in 2001. And so we've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, our foundation's dedicated to creating and supporting uh, programs uh, to help people through difficult times, through crisis, specifically working with veterans, first responders, um, as well as uh, people who uh, need help for suicide prevention which, as we know, is a huge problem right now across the country. Um, so this has been a, quite a journey. It's been, uh, you know, very informative for us. Uh, and we're able to share our gifts uh, with others and meet like-minded people that care about uh, mental health and, and overcoming adversity. Uh, yes, I mean, that's amazing. And, and like, I certainly want to talk more about the people that are involved. But Lauren, you just talked about, like, the the things that you're learning along the way. Can you... Can you tell us about some of those things? Well, I just think it's it's a constant validation of how community, intention, mindfulness, and music has major impact. Uh, you know, and as we're we've been working on this over the the past twenty some odd years, we've been discovering various types of complementary medicine that help and and uh, like neurofeedback. We we never even heard of it, and we started trying it, and we saw how it helps with insomnia. It helps with PTSD. It helps with an array of of effects that when you have uh, trauma, uh, and that's something we learned along the way, and we pass that information on to other people. Uh, but I think in general, the big learning curve was how impactful music is and mindfulness is. And when you put people together in a group, how much healing can really happen. 
Yeah, for sure. Now, now, Rick, of course, you talked about the first year where you were a little more uncomfortable calling up your friends and stuff like that. Was that the same this year? Um, no, I, uh, I had a lot more confidence this year because of uh, the response I got uh, the first year that, that we did it. And I think the cool thing about the drumming community is, you know, the, the more drummers that get involved, they attract more you know, more dramas, other dramas. And and that's exactly what's happened. Um, you know, this year for the first time, we've got uh, Stuart Copeland uh, on board. He's uh, he's going to be offering uh, some really unique items. Uh, I think uh, Tommy Lee, didn't Tommy Lee? Yeah, Tommy Lee yeah. got involved this year. So a lot of new uh, new faces. Stuart Copeland. Yeah, I just mentioned Stuart. Yeah. yeah, he. I used to listen to Stuart as a kid, and I was just so inspired by him. So, for 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 the likes of Stuart to be involved with this is just is such a gift uh, for me. You know, having looked up to him uh, for all these years. Yeah, I think we all listened to Stuart as a kid, and I mean, uh, what an amazing drummer, and just just an amazing talent, just to, not only in drumming, but just the other things that he went on to do as well. So, so yeah, it's it's always fascinating. I love I love seeing like the growth of musicians, and I think you both of you are such amazing examples of that, not just with your music, but with your art, and of course the Raven Drum Foundation. Yeah, it's 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 just such a huge gift for myself and Lauren. And um, I think, um, you know, whenever I feel like I'm, uh, you know, I'm going into some some sort of dark places, the idea of being of service uh, really hel helps uh, lift me up. And um, I think everybody involved uh, is 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 lifted up because of it. And I, I think that's just you know, just like-minded and, and just knowing that there are other people out there that are going through the same things that, that, that we are. What, are. what are some of the toughest things that you've seen then, like the things that have just impacted you the most emotionally? Um, oh, suicide. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. Uh, you know, uh, that that is just the, the ripple effect um, that happens when someone loses their life and how it affects the families and the, the children. And um, it's just a, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge stage of grief, you know, that that's, that's chronic because, you know, you don't get that person back. And so it takes a while uh, to go through the layers to heal. But I, you know, I think what's one of the saddest things too is working with military um, is is to see the level of isolation that these men and women have, um, especially the, the female veterans that have gone through trauma. Um, that's really hard to see uh, that they don't have anywhere to go, really, to talk about things in their own culture um, when they've been abused uh, uh, you know, while they're uh, uh, on the field. So that's really difficult too. Uh, when I guess when you when you talk about starting up a foundation like a charitable organization in that case, like and there's so much that needs to get done. Do you ever try to think about like and concern yourself with like how are we ever going to deal with all of it, or do you just kind of try to deal with what you can? Well, we can, and that's the way we've always been. It's just like you know what's in front of us. We just we keep chipping away, and now uh, we're at a place where 
where our outreach is is greater because we're developing content to teach people and I and without having to be there physically because we you know we just at a certain point we both couldn't do as much as we wanted to do um but now there's ways you know I think what what the pandemic showed us is that we're all able to stay connected virtually and there's a lot of room to teach and engage um in that way when we can't physically be with people so we're making it happen. You know, I, I, I the rewards are so great. Uh, whether it's five people or 5,000 people, we, everyone matters. So that's our approach. Awesome. Well, now, I mean, of course, the pandemic, certainly in your case, Rick, with Def Leppard and the stadium tour, it pushed that off. Now, um, how did the pandemic change your, I guess, your views, not only of your views, but how you did things and how you intended to do things? Well, uh, like Lauren said, you know, we had to do a lot of things virtually, but uh, as we move back into, you know, um, physically being with people, it, it was it was all a matter of, uh, you know, caution and really just moving into it in, in, a, in a way that kept everybody safe. And um, I mean, touring in general has gone that way. And uh you know the, the the virus was really sneaky it would it would still get in it would slip through the cracks but we took every precaution possible you know to to make sure that everybody everybody was safe meet and greets were done in a different way uh the way we interact with people you know was uh, was was done in a way that 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 we felt was uh, was safe and acceptable so then I guess when you're when you're doing this, I mean, of course, health, I know health has been so important. And and of course, I know you worked with him before we just lost Eric, the trainer. Like, um, what was that? You know, how did that hit impact you in that regard? I, I, I was I was devastated. Um, you know, you, you're looking at, at, at a guy that, you know, he's the picture of health. You know, he's you know, he's 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 built like a like a house. You know what I mean? Um but you know, it just goes to show none of us really know what uh, what tomorrow will bring. So I, th I think the message there is 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 really make the most of it, and um, yeah, just reach out to people now, you know, when we can, and and just really show our appreciation for the people around us. Well, then, and and besides besides that physical health, like for both of you, especially like going out on the road and stuff like that, like how do you keep your mental health up? Because I mean, I can't imagine that touring, you know, on a regular basis is easy, you know, mentally, and especially when you're apart. Like, how do you manage to kind of balance that? You want to stop? Well, I know for me, I mean, my the way I tour is different than the way Rick tours, but um, we are, you know, it's this, it's that constant practice of mindfulness because if you get too far ahead of yourself uh, and you're already thinking about what you need to do even an hour from now you'll jeopardize what you're doing in the moment and so it's just like be in the moment stay with yourself in the moment and you'll get everything done in a way where you're not you know stressed out and so that's a practice I think you know we take on the road but you know when you have a family it's the same thing you know just just being at home with everyone and dealing with family and the holidays, the same practice, like make sure you have time for self-care, you have quiet time and you're mindful. Those are the, the takeaways and breathe, you know, create spaces. And I know Rick has a sacred, he has a space when he's on tour, that's like his space. 
and that he's able to retreat and be quiet and that helps you a lot it does i think a healthy retreat is uh, is is really good for me you know i i could always i could always spend time on the bus listen to the music that i wanted to listen to and and just you know just have uh, some nice comfort food around or a cup of tea or whatever just simple things and it, it would uh, it would it would keep my nervous system really uh, in the right place so that I was able to to contemplate what I was about to do. And that was sit in front of, you know, upwards of, of 40,000 people sometimes. Um, so just simple little tools uh, were the way, you know, for me to uh, keep myself on track. You mentioned uh, mindfulness a couple of times. I, it was brought to me during the pandemic. I learned about it. I'm not sure everybody still knows what it is. Can you explain it a little bit more? Sure. Now, you know, mindfulness was a is a word that was born back, I think, in the eight, late '80s. Um, so it is very familiar to me. And a lot of, it's it's a it's a new buzzword. That, you know, people are are getting to learn more and more about it. And it's it, my, when you're in a mindful place. Ultimately, what's happening is your your mind, your uh, and your heart are in the moment. And when you're in the moment, you're able to make really clear choices. You're able to um, see yourself uh, and be um, have more awareness around everything you do. So that place, in a healing terms, is really helpful because you're you're not losing energy being in the past and in the in the, in the future. You're right in the now when you're in the moment. So uh, that changes your nervous system. It changes how you breathe. Uh, it has a direct effect on your physiology just to, to be in that moment. Uh, and the more you practice that, you, your whole state of being when you're traveling throughout your day is very, very different. And you're not as reactive and you have more control of your emotions. And therefore, you have more control of what's going on in your physiology, high blood pressure, low blood pressure pressure is easily is more easily controlled when you're in a place of mindfulness relationships get better when you're in a place of mindfulness because you're more aware of how you speak to one another overall it's it's the best place to be and when you learn that your life becomes better now is that something that the two of you kind of uh, worked on throughout your relationship well it's a part of everything we do i think as musicians too um you know, most people, uh, musicians don't even know they're in a place of mindfulness when they're playing their instrument uh, because, you know, it, they call it the zone and athletes often call it the zone. You know, it's when you're actually in the moment and you're not thinking about anything else. So when we're playing together, we're automatically in that place. Uh, and then whenever we play with my band and we're working on things, we always bring in an element prior to playing where we all get grounded and we get in the moment and leave whatever happened 10 minutes ago outside the door so we can all like really relate to each other musically in a clear uh, way that's meaningful. So yeah, we do bring it to ourself and we bring it to our daughter who we're teaching that her that now. And, you know, she's, she's just turned 12 and um, it's just a life practice. I think once you really get the flow and the feeling of what it is to be in a mindful place, it feels so much better. And uh, it's, it's a great asset. 
So then I guess, you know, overall within your career, like how much, like, especially you, Lauren, I mean, I, and I'm thinking about the song, My Love, that's on, uh, that's on your new album. And of course, uh, way back from 2008 there. And, and I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful song. I mean, I was listening to it. My wife was commenting about how much she absolutely loved it, but, and I just think the story behind it is so wonderful, especially when you, when you talk about like, you know, going out on tour and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, tell us about that, but also tell us about how, redoing it all these years later like has your mindset changed at all well the song is ultimately uh, uh came about when i looked um down the stairs rick was left for tour and he left his combat boots at the by the door and i was just walking by and i saw them and i just i really started thinking about how his boots were there and he wasn't but and how you know people that we know veteran families, you know, our military are out in combat and their boots are at the door at home and their families don't know if they're coming back. I knew Rick was going to come back from tour. I mean, as, as much as we can know that, but that added worry and uncertainty that you have when a family member is off in combat is permeates everything. And, and it just made me think about the impermanence and, um, and what I would do you know, if someone uh, left me that way and didn't come back. And so the story is really about that realization. It's about understanding imp impermanence and how we move on and we move forward when we love someone that's left. And um, I mean, that brings us back to mindfulness because when we're in that place of mindfulness, we have more empathy. We have more understanding. We have more insight to the things that are, may come towards us that we take when we take advantage of loving someone and having family we take it we take it for granted um and that song reminds me to take a minute and go you know this isn't permanent so okay. i'm glad you really, i connect to that song enjoy you, it while you can eh? yeah so rick what do you think like when you hear lauren's music in that case like i mean i mean it's so deeply personal like what what are your thoughts well, I listen to Lauren's music all the time. Um, you know, I've, I've been her biggest fan, I think, you know, ever, ever since I first met her. Um, so for me, it's, it, it, it's a difficult question to answer because um, I see all these songs go from nothing to um, allowing people that listen to the music an experience, an unforgettable experience um, that ultimately is is about healing. And, and that every time I listen to her music, that's what it that's what it does for me. So I'm hoping that there are more people and it does the same for them. So what is it then, Rick, that uh, Lauren has taught you? Excuse me, I, I'm just coming over from coronavirus myself. So my voice is a little off here. But uh, what is it that she's taught you musically and what is it she's taught you about life? And then the same question for you as well, Lauren. What has Rick taught you musically and what has he taught you about life? Um, well, um, <laughs> I guess going back to what we were just saying about being in the moment, um, it sounds so, so simple to say. Um, and uh, it's been such a challenge for me um, because... Um, some, some, sometimes I get too far ahead of myself. When I get too far ahead of myself, then I start to spin out. 
Whereas if I just use some of the tools that I've got, even as simple as just going outside um, or or listening to one of my favorite songs, particularly one of you know one of my favorite uh, Lauren Monroe songs, that that really that that really helps me. And um, in terms of uh, yeah, I mean we've we've learned so much together. I mean, you know, right right now, right before we got on the call with you, we were playing drums together. And that's something that is really special to to you know to have a to have a couple of people and it's not just uh, minds, but it's 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 hearts as well and 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 being able to express that through music. You know, it's uh, it's great. We don't even have to talk to one another. We just we just stand and and and, and play and 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 what what a wonderful way to be in the moment. Um, so there's many things. How about you, Lauren? What, uh, I, I think I learned, um, you know, what Rick constantly exemplifies is, a is a very fierce, um, commitment to being great and he practices and he's very disciplined. And when it comes to his craft, I've, I've learned, um, that, how to be a musician like an athlete because uh, that's what it takes to to really um you know be above the bar to be you know uh, and so my 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 practice ethic uh and my uh, technique practice is all because of rick I, he really showed me like how much you really have to practice to be great <laughs> yeah so that that's, and and he also uh, just shows me like how mentally to persevere. He does not give up. And when I see that, because, you know, sometimes I can be a little like, well, if it's I'm trying to do something and I can't play it, oh, well, I'll do the easy chord instead, you know? And he's like, you know, he doesn't do that. He wants to, he'll, wants to learn it and learn it the right way. I, I mean, I've seen him learn things last minute that he was thrown on him that he hasn't played since he had two arms and he had to play and how that was like extremely difficult and anybody else would have given up and said, I can't do it, but he didn't. And it just, it's, it inspires me. It mm. really does. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've sat, I've sat there with, with tears rolling down my cheeks thinking that I can't do something. Uh, but um if I slow it down, break it down, and I I can figure it out. I really can figure it out. Um, you know, I think I think I think the the biggest challenge is you know not having the time, not having the time to put in to 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 really figure something out, and you know, present it with a standard that you know you, you you're proud of and 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 that's that's really where it comes from i, I just i just want to be proud of you know what it is that i do and the things that i present to people it needs to be a a, a good standard it needs it needs to be something that uh, that gives people a fantastic experience you know uh, that that is incredibly inspiring um do you find that artistically musically you approach the craft the same way as each other, or do you approach it differently? Uh, different, I, I, I very different, different, very different. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think that's what makes for. I mean, we're all, we're all unique. Uh, that's a given. 
Um, but I, I think for me, it, it's important to embrace that, embrace that 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 sort of uh, unique, that uniqueness that we all have. You know, um, you know, me and Lauren could play exactly the same thing, uh, and it would sound different simply because you know, Lauren was she grew up in a different way she was you know exposed to different things uh, different musical experiences this that and the other uh whereas whereas with me you know it was more a little more schooled i had uh, i had three or four uh, uh teachers and that was great it was really good but at the end of the day i had to go with my interpretation of what I was, I was being taught and do something that was natural for me. And that's where the, that unique sort of uh, um, element comes in. Then when you're working together, you know, what, what's it like? like and, and especially, I mean, living together and working, you know, I mean, working on the new Def Leppard album, working on your album, Lauren, I mean, how, how do you kind of bring that home to the table? Well, things are pretty compartmentalized, you know, when we have um, our space here um, at the house where we rehearse and we have, um, you know, we have an art studio. We're very, very blessed to have an art studio and be able to have a music uh, studio here. And so we're we just kind of know each other's routines. And when, you know, when he's practicing, he which is every day, you know, he has his time and I have my time to come in and write and practice. And then we have rehearsals together. Um, with or without the band and it's fun you know so we just we kind of just we we create a flow and we have our our normal times uh that we you know we schedule everything else around our musical endeavors and our family life so um that's pretty seamless um I just I think we've been together for almost 23 years and we kind of know each other's um rhythms and we work off of that and it seems to work well so another thing that I want to talk about is is songwriting, and I know, like, I read a comment from you, Lauren, where where and and I've heard it so many times. We've heard it so many times from other musicians, where it's kind of like you're just receiving the song, and you're just and it's and it's simply flowing through you. Um, you know, maybe speak to some of that your songwriting and Rick. I mean, you know, how do you how do you kind of uh, see songwriting and add to it in that regard? Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's different ways uh, that things come through. And I, I, I approach songwriting more as a clairvoyant than a, a crafts, a wordsmith, um, because I see images and pretty much see videos in my mind when I'm, when the melodies come in and I just describe what I see. And oftentimes it comes out in one package, like the song Kiss Me Now on the record, that was a 10 minute write or less. It just came from beginning to end and it was there and it was done. And I've never written any kind of country pop song like that ever in my life. And I'm going, okay, this is definitely not me writing it, but it's, it's cool. I love it. And, um, and there's others that I wake up in the middle of the night hearing, hearing melodies and I have to grab my recording and sing acapella and then I'll come in and, 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 and create rhythms around it. And then we start building the song like that. Um, and other times I'm just playing my guitar and then the song kind of falls out and uh, I record in the moment. And a lot of times I get 60% or more of the song just from being in the moment. And I think that's, for me, it's a superpower just to be open and not have any expectations around us. You know, I don't go into a songwriting 
go, this is my songwriting time. I'm going to write a song. I, I don't think I've ever done that. I, and then people do that. They're amazing. These songwriters, they, so, they, they write every day. They write three or four songs every day and they craft and craft. And uh, mine is like a meditation. And I just bring it in and, and sometimes I'll just leave it for a while because I'm too busy. And then months later, I'll listen back. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do with this, you know? So it's, it's, they're all little gifts and I, 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 I'm a creative. So it's, and I, and I create with energy and that's how I songwrite. Mm -hmm. I I go through a similar, uh, a similar pattern. Um, Sometimes I'll grab my phone, I'll have an idea for a rhythm or it, it sometimes, sometimes melodies. And uh, my phone is full of uh, ideas that, uh, you know, people will prob- probably never, never hear. But, but, but it's good for me to get it out. It's actually, it's actually a really cathartic sort of practice to be able to do that. Um, I tell you, one, one thing that Lauren uh, uh, didn't mention is how many different instruments she plays. Um, like sometimes she'll she'll write to a, a, a drum track and, and just come up with, you know, come up with a scat or, or a melody. And, and then other times she'll sit there with the guitar and then other times it'll just be a cappella. So there, there, there are all different, different ways, so many different ways to uh, uh, to extract those ideas from the ethers, you know. And um, she's a classic example of, you know, I, re- I remember talking to Bernie Taupin one time. I was asking him about Candle in the Wind. I said, how long did that take to write? And he, he said the same as what she said. It took me 10 minutes. All the, the the backing vocals were there. The entire song was there. It was almost like uh, he, he just kind of aligned himself with that same frequency, pulled the thing out of the air, and, and that was it. The song was done. And, you know, a hit song at that. So. <laughs> So you're both waking each other up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, they're at it again. <laughs> I know. I've gone in the closet before. <laughs> I'm like in the closet singing in the you gotta do what you gotta do, right? You know, so because if if you don't, it'll be gone. See that, yeah. because you, you, you're 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 say, I don't worry, I'll remember it in the morning. No. And then you get to the morning, you're like, it's what gone. was that idea? Yeah, it's gone. You know, someone else will get it. Uh. <laughs> Yes, I've done the same thing when it comes to writing because we also write graphic novels and stuff. And so I've woken up in the middle of the night and, and been like, oh, that's a great line that somebody needs to say. Hold on, I got to go out to the computer. Start right. typing, typing, yeah. typing. So, <laughs> so yes, I know exactly what it's like. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about the the tour and, and stuff, you guys going out on tour and, and doing like promotional shows. Like um, how do you choose, I guess, which shows to do and do you try to do as many as possible or does it kind of like you need to work them into your time? Well, it's a bit of both. Um, you know, uh, right now we're uh, for my work, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, a lot of city wineries and small venues, like 200, 250 seat uh, um, listening rooms. Um, and uh, we've been doing some shows on the East coast and on the West coast and uh, been out to Colorado and, Arizona and um uh, you know we're just building we're just building our our platform really uh around healing music and and fundraising for suicide prevention and and trauma intervention 
as we play all of these shows, we partner with organizations that are local to the venues. We bring in our organization, Raven Drum, uh, and we create a community uh, movement around healing one another and education and uh, ad advocacy uh, for uh, people going through trauma. And the songs are all supportive of that. So the storytelling around that's very important. And we're, we're just going where the love is right now, where people want us to come. And, and as we amplify the, the message and the music, I'm sure we'll get busier and busier like next, next year and into 2024, we should be really busy. And when, you know, Rick is going to be on tour as well in February doing a world tour. And I'm going to be uh, in different pockets of America. Uh, so this, this will be a different year uh, and it'll be really fun. But he'll, he'll sit in with me in April and probably in in July and September, we'll be doing some things together. Too. Yeah, we what, what we do is, uh, you know, when I'm out on tour, um, uh, we we have uh, we have another uh, another drummer that, that that comes and sits in. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Abby he's Rick's great. clone. Yeah, he's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, um, and and then and then when I do come back into town or I'm I'm around, we we do double drums, which is so much fun. If you've ever uh, and triple drums on a few songs. Well, yeah, because play. she gets she gets to play as well, which is fantastic. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. It's a great experience. So then Rick, when you when you go between Def Leppard and then and then working on Lawrence music, is there like a you know, I mean, they're not the same, but uh, you know, is there kind of a shift then of mindset that you have to that you have to undergo to 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 change your mind to play the drums? Um, actually playing the drums is, it, 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 it comes from the same place, but the way I express myself is different. You know, uh, with Def Leppard, I use uh, my electronic, uh, drum kit, which I've been using, you know, for, you know, for decades now. Um, the fantastic thing when I play with, uh, Lauren is I get the opportunity to, uh, to really develop my skills on acoustic drums which is really coming full circle for me because, you know, acoustic drums is what inspired me to play in the first place, you know? So, uh, you know, the, 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 the mindset, you know, the beats, the beats are the same. It's just the way I express myself and, you know, being able to express myself on an acoustic drum set that, that really, I think it furthers my skills uh, as a, as a, as a player. I just, I just seem to get better the, the more flexible I am going between, you know, uh, different instruments, you know, electronic drums, acoustic drums, it, it just makes my experience so much richer. And then do you uh, stop in the middle of the set and pull out to the, uh, the Rick Allen drum solo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, we do have a breakdown in a couple of songs definitely you know <laughs> i love uh, i have a great band and they're all super super talented and so i love to show them off and so it's a very community experience on stage you know um you're not just seeing me but everyone else is just bringing to the table their light and their talent and I love to show them off like that. So yeah, Rick, Rick has his moments. <laughs> and, there's, and there's always a lightheartedness when we're on stage, you know, even though the topics uh, of the songs are, are sometimes really heavy, uh, but a necessary sort of uh, conversation as it were to have, there's a love between all of the, the, the people in the band that is really, 
I, I, lo- I love that feeling being on stage and knowing that I can look at somebody and I get a, a, a really beautiful smile back. So uh, I, I, lo- I love that part about, you know, just being part of uh, Lauren's band. And tell us about the band then, Lauren. Uh, well, we, most of the musicians uh, from the band are uh, Northern California players. And we have Dylan Rose on guitar, um, electric guitar. Tammy Brown um, plays keyboards and backing vocals. And Dylan sings too. We have we do three-part harmonies, which is really fun, um, you know, on stage. And Tammy's played, she does a lot of um, things um, with uh, Bobby McFerrin right now. Um, who's doing wonderful things up in the Bay Area. Uh, and um, she's worked with a lot of other really uh, successful artists. And we have Steve Uccello on bass, another local uh, Bay Area uh, musician. And and uh, then when Rick is gone, Javier Torres is just a monster on drums. And and when he's here, they, we do double drums with him. So, um, you know, we have a great variety of of things going on when we play. I love to play guitar and then move over to percussion and sing and uh, it's a fun show and and everyone's very talented. So. Is is the energy, Rick, that comes from the audience completely different when you're playing with Lauren than it is when you're playing for Def Leppard? Um, I, I th- well, I would say because, I, yeah. because sometimes it's so quiet, <laughs> almost, Eerily quiet, yeah. It's so <laughs> quiet. It's like doing a show in Japan, you know. And when you're done, I think people are very engaged because some of the topics that I'm talking about in the songs are very emotionally charged. So afterwards, you know, there's clapping and people respond, but then but then the room goes to like you can hear a pin drop, and it's um, we're in Def Leppard. People just come like they're they're just so full of joy and out of themselves, you know. Um, that you don't quite often hear that stillness no. in a 30,000 seat venue. No, it's true. it's true. I mean, you know, maybe people in that situation in a 30,000 seat venue are crying for different reasons, but, <laughs> but sometimes uh, when, when, when I'm on stage with, with Lauren, I always keep a box of tissues uh, behind the drums because sometimes I get really emotional, you know, some of the subject matter uh, really touches home. And um, and you can tell the audience are, are having an experience. And, and I think one of the reasons for that is Lauren creates such a safe space, you know, for people to be able to uh, to be emotional, whether they're they're overjoyed or whether they're having a moment where they need to shed a few tears. Um, it, it's okay. Um, and, and the other thing is being that close to people where, where I can actually see their faces. Uh, sometimes I feel more exposed in that situation playing with Lauren than I do say playing in a, in a, in a, in a stadium, a, yeah, in a stadium yeah. you know, that, that I seem, I seem to be more distant and it, it sometimes to me, I can't see so well. So sometimes it looks like a, a a blob of audience, you know. Whereas when when I'm in a smaller venue, I'm like, man, I can really, I can see people, I can see people's expressions, you know. So it's quite different. It really, it really does take me back to uh, my early days of uh, of playing drums, which I think is a healthy experience for me. It's it's interesting that the idea that audience members may be emotional, they may be crying that you've managed to create a safe space for that 
in a public environment is is you know because it's not something that people are comfortable necessarily doing and i talk about that i do i talk about that the armoring that we're programmed to have and how releasing emotion in a safe way is powerful and vulnerability is powerful and I think, you know, I've been very blessed to have these, to have practiced and taught so many different types of people throughout my life. I have been teaching since I started teaching when I was 18, um, that I'm able to really create that in a room of strangers um, and create that um, because, you know, working with the military or working with, um, you know, boys in lockup facilities, you know, a lot of gang kids. The armoring is just so there and and coming from an Italian family, I know how to I know how to communicate around that armoring to be able to disarm and and to be authentic because no one wants to hear any BS. Everybody wants the truth. And when you know when you you know when you hear a truth because you feel it in your body. And uh, um, so I'm teaching as I'm performing because there's tools that everybody needs and probably not everyone has on how to be with themselves and how to be in relationship with other people. And now with all the divisiveness in our, in the world, it's really important to give people an experience of that, not just talk about it. So. Now, one of the things that's, that's amazing is the, is the drum circle video that's up, that's on the, the Raven website. And, and I mean, Rick, you know, in it, I know you talk about about like meeting Lauren and like all the things that she did for you, especially, especially like, you know, as you started healing, you know, beyond from losing your arm. So like, I know you talked about in the video, but maybe just encapsulate a little bit of that for some of our listeners, just in, in how important it was, the things that she taught you. Um, well, I didn't necessarily have the language for a lot of the experiences that I, that I'd gone through. Uh, it was very, very uh, confusing. Um, and I think with Lauren's experience of the healing arts, it it, it gave me, um, it was like a grounding tool. It was, yeah, I was able to get my head around a lot of the things that had happened to me. And I think once you can understand that or not necessarily understand it, but once you're aware of that, I think it's easier to move forward. And I think that's that's uh, that was a big part of, of of my healing was was just being able to stay close to Lauren and 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 hope that some of some of the wonderful uh, teachings and experience that Lauren has would rub off on me. Well, we did a lot together too. I yeah. mean, that I, honestly, we've been all over the world together, um, uh, looking at various ways of healing through indigenous, you know, working with indigenous people, working with spiritual people, uh, visiting neuroscience and sort of neuroscientists, learning more about the brain. And, um, you know, it, it, I think the, the, the takeaway is that Rick has been really open to going, you know what, I want to heal, I want to learn, I want to get better. And then as soon as he learns something, he's like, I want to share it because this works. And and it's it's a beautiful model of being in the world, I think, as you heal, is to also be a servant of the people. 
Oh, that's amazing. So on a more fun side, like what are your like kind of indulgences then? I mean, like, like kind of vices uh, in that regard, like what do you do to have fun? Uh, well, this everything. No, we, 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 we got a we got a family here at the moment, so that's always that's. We always like to fun. go and we we like to be in nature. Yeah. Um, we love to be outside and by the ocean or uh, you know in the woods. Um, we'll, or, or cooking. We do love to cook together, and um, you like, know, I, I. But honestly, the, our, playing music together is really our biggest joy, yeah. and we do it a lot. It's fun, and but that, but there's a free moment. That's the first thing we want to do. You want to play? It's like, so we'll run in here and we'll play. Um, it just feeds us on so many levels. And uh, I don't know. What else do we do? Um, we do a lot of things. We Art, have... well, we paint. You yeah, know? that's we right. We haven't done much painting recently, but uh, I can't wait to get back into it. Like I have a break, you know, for a month. And uh, um, already we're getting the studio ready to, 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 to create new yeah. things for the year and then we have a we got a, a rescue uh, puppy um a couple of years back yeah yeah uh, so he, we... he's been a handful but but he's so he so wants to be good he's a big part of he's our like lives you. he's like yeah. him yeah he's like yeah he wants i want to be he good really wants to be good yeah i just i it eludes me sometimes. <laughs> um, keep, keep trying, you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of treats. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of treats. I do. Yeah. I I, I like dog biscuits. <laughs> cool. Well, before we let you go, I do want to do you to talk about your art because I mean, both of you, I mean, amazing artists, such different styles as well. So, I mean, I mean, maybe just give a, give a little overview. I mean, Rick about your style, like, and how you do it and Lauren, how your style, how you, how you achieve it. Yeah. Well, um, there's, there's a lot of different, uh, ways you can approach things. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, it's a blank canvas, um, uh, if it's a flag, I figure out the math, and you know, and 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 then I I go ahead and uh, and and paint with a with acrylic, um, and the legends pieces, uh, uh, same sort of thing, um, you know, where that is really a blank canvas, and then other times it's in, it's inspired by a photograph, and then you mix all those different elements together and come up with something that is you know somewhat different so I, I i try not to just uh do the same thing every time I, I i try and sort of mix it up a little bit so um but you know if people if people want to see it you know they can go to uh rickallen.com uh they can go to um see wentworth galleries um obviously it's not the same as being in the in, in the gallery and seeing the pieces, you know, uh, in, in, in the, in the flesh as it were. Um, but, uh, I do encourage people to go and have a look and look at all the different styles and see if they can figure out, you know, um, how it was done. So, uh, you know, everything's on the table. You know, I, I try, I try to, uh, I try to create art, uh, very much the same way that Lauren creates, uh, music. So. Very stream of consciousness for most of it. Yeah, me too. I work with acrylic paint and I do mixed media um, primarily. And um, I just have fun with it. I really don't go with it. And it's, you know, it's very therapeutic just to be open 
and and um, I do a lot of paint pouring, um, and I work with uh, you know palette brushes and palette tools and. Um, I don't really come schooled as an artist, which I'm happy about because I went to art school for a little while and hated it back when I was in college. I just hated, you know, I didn't like the conformity of how you had to study. And I, I dropped uh, being doing any painting and then went on to dance and went on to music and all these other things. Uh, but now I came back to it and it's just fun. Like I have no, it's great not to have any uh, rules. And I learn things and explore and it's, it's, we get to do it together. It's fun. Yeah. A great thing about painting is, you know, you get it wrong. You can paint over and start again, you know, um, which, which is, which is always, is, is always uh, great to know that. So, you know, you, it's not like you've got to, you've got to finish it and everything's got to be perfect. Um, it can always be modified. Uh, I can always see something else within, you know, the image um and you know again painting is uh, is such a, a unique experience for everybody that that, that does it so uh, we all come up with something different you know and uh, that's what i love about it and it's again it's very it's very therapeutic very healing you know and again it keeps you in the moment yeah. you know it's doing something that keeps you in the moment well, and it's awesome because, of course, you know, your art is in the uh, the twelve drummers drumming. So, I mean, it's it's just another way for you to give back, and uh, and I know that's something that we absolutely appreciate about you. And we do want to give you the chance right now to tell everybody how they can keep up with you, where they can find uh, twelve drummers drumming, and all that all that stuff. Tell everybody everything. Okay, <laughs> everything. But actually, twelve drummers drumming and that uh, that auction will be active through December twelfth through the twelfth. Mm -hmm. And you also go to ravendrumfoundation.org uh, to see more about what the foundation does and how you can be a part of it and help us and come to one of our events. Um, and then uh, we're on social media. You know, uh, come to Instagram and see us. Uh, Rick Allen Live, Lauren Monroe Live. Our websites: rickallen.com, laurenmonroe.com. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channels, you'll be able to see a lot of the things, our content that we continually roll out and our newsletters. Um, so you can be the first to know about special things. We love to, you know, have our VIP people and our um, subscribers know first about things and get special things. So uh, become a part of our community. We would love to meet you. Awesome. Well, you two, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. We have appreciated every moment and uh, and wonderful people, wonderful, wonderful charity. And and I hope that everybody, first, I hope that everybody goes and listens to messages for Amaphrodite. It's a wonderful album, Lauren. I mean, Def Leppard, everybody already listens to Def Leppard. So. But, uh, but, you know, I I love you both. And thank you so much for being on the show. We with you, wish you nothing but the best in the future. And uh, and we look forward to uh, to seeing you both again sometime. We look cool. forward to it. Thank you. Hey, thank you thank both. You both. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye now. Bye.
that way. I don't wanna get I don't want